Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. Last week, stocks fell and bonds rose as signs Israel is preparing for a ground invasion of Gaza, left traders looking for safety ahead of the weekend. Gold surged the most since March while oil rallied. So how are markets starting this week amid the conflict? Can we expect more turmoil in markets? Well, to find out more, joining us on the phone today is Wong Kok-hung, who is the head of Equity sales trading at Maybank Securities. Kok Hung, welcome back to the show. Hello, Hong Bin. It's uh, good to be back here again on your show. It's good to have you on again. You know, Kok Hung, how are markets faring to kickstart this new week? What's moving markets today? Today, it's just a sea of weight out yeah. there. Weaknesses all around, from Japan to China to Southeast Asia, you know, we are swimming in a sea of red. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at the Nikkei, it's down like more than 2% in Japan. Yeah. Uh, the Hang Seng is down like 08 uh, CSI 300 uh, in, in Hong Kong, China, in China, sorry, mm-hmm. it's down like 0.9%. I guess uh, the very much the, the same driving force, uh, that the, I think the, uh, the Middle East conflict is actually weighing on sentiments across the region. Mm-hmm. Uh, even actually bonds, uh, the 10-year U.S. view. Uh, Mm. Uh, I know it has picked up uh, like five beeps in Asia trade. So right. uh, looking like very much a sellout uh, both in stocks and in bonds across uh, uh, basically Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides, despite some positive news actually in, in the case of uh, China where they try to pump in almost like uh, you know over 200 billion yuan yeah. uh, into the system. But, but despite that, you know, the market is still down by 1%. Mm. So that that tells you that actually the sentiments are rather fragile out there right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just saw how markets moved last week, even as the Middle East conflict escalated, you know, the market reaction to the conflict was pretty muted. In fact, you know, the S&P 500 just notched a second straight weekly advance. Kokong, is that because markets, you know, haven't really fully priced in the conflict? I mean, will it be a different story this week, given how Asian markets have started this week? Are you expecting more turmoil in markets? As traders, we always believe the markets are right. We try not to argue uh, with, with the markets. Yeah. I mean, in general. So I guess maybe last week, what the markets were pricing in was mm-hmm. a, a, just a pretty much a limited conflict. Mm. Right. Uh, I mean, in in the Middle East, right. But also, I think the markets. I think uh, last week they are look they are looking actually. I think one thing that helped was the was the the the, uh, the fell off in the the rates in mm-hmm. the long term base. So if you look at the U.S. ten-year uh, yield, it has actually fallen twenty bits over the entire week. So mm-hmm. that has actually provided some support for the risk assets in general. Mm-hmm. Having said that, actually, you know, some traders, especially uh, the more uh, uh, the, the more institutional side of things, mm-hmm. uh, when they look at the U.S. as you mentioned, S and P is up for the week. But actually, we we are actually looking at the small cap Russell two thousand index. Mm-hmm. So, so that that to to like you know if you can see similar strength and then that there will be like uh, added uh, breath in the market. Right. But that 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 index actually followed one point eight. Uh, sorry, one point five percent for the week, mm. uh, along with a, like a, maybe a twenty uh, bits decrease in the Nasdaq Composite. Uh-huh. So I guess uh, I guess all in all, I think uh, all in all last week was rather mixed. Mm-hmm. Coming to this week, I guess looking at Asia this morning, uh, you can really tell like you know it's setting up to be a bad week. Right. Uh, not just the Mid East, uh, Mid East. I think conflict. Uh, you have other factors 
IUF Powell speaking, you mm. have uh, ongoing earnings. Then the, I think you have a lot, you have quite a bit of uh, going on this week, actually. Okay, okay. Well, you know, despite the muted reaction we saw from markets uh, last week, the conflict has the potential of fueling another bout of inflationary pressures and even, you know, tipping the global economy into a recession. In fact, an escalation of the Israeli-Hamas war would be the second geopolitical jolt for the global economy in less than two years. So, Kok Hung, what kind of impact will that have on global markets? I think as you mentioned, uh, inflationary pressures, mm-hmm. I think in the form of uh, potentially even higher energy prices, yeah. that's definitely going to weigh on, on risk assets. Uh, but more importantly, um, I, I think it is sentiments that will take uh, that they will definitely take a toll. Right, mm-hmm. uh, you have the two, you have two conflicts in like you know, basically in two years. Yeah, uh, and and we do not know how this current one uh, will, will, will pan out. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, you know when 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 such things when the uncertainty. And there's, there's military conflict. Um, I think uh, definitely sentiments will take a toll, mm-hmm. and uh, global markets will definitely go a little bit more on the risk of mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, how big of an impact will this have on Singapore markets specifically? Singapore, as you can see, I mean today, I think it's down maybe about uh, sixty pips, like yeah. two thirds of a percent. Uh, we will definitely not be new. Having said that, uh, basically our haven status might actually shield us from. The worst of it, okay. right? Uh, yeah, uh, but going forward, I guess you have to expect a little bit of turbulence. Mm. Uh, if you look at STI, though, sometimes we look at supports and resistances. We're currently about three one six zero ish. So I guess uh, uh, immediately there will be a support, uh, maybe about thirty thirty points down, which is less than a percent. Mm-hmm. So I guess that that will be a, a, a level that uh, some of the traders might watch out for. Mm. Uh, to see whether it hit lower. And if you do that, I think uh, we will be a fresh uh, new six-month low. So so, mm. so, so we, we, I think we're gravitating towards that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, the current crisis has also seen oil prices posting its largest weekly gain in a month last week. And traders are trying to price in the potential for the war to draw in Iran, which is a supplier of arms and money to Hamas, and any risk of a disruption of wider flows. So a sustained rise in oil prices will, of course, hurt the global economy even more. But how will this affect stock markets with already high valuations? Yeah, as, I, as you have mentioned it, right? So what goes up, like, uh, you know, must come down. If it's already yeah. high valuations, I think we'll probably see some turbulence and some profit taking mm. uh, coming in the coming few, um, in the coming week at least, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I think if, if, if Iran or even other parties are drawn into a wider conflict, mm. um, we will definitely see a little bit of sell-off in the markets, uh, especially those uh, holding up. I mean, take Japan, for example, right? Uh, I think it's one of the underperformers today. Mm. It has been holding quite well, but today is down more than 2%. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I mean, you've mentioned the treasury yields as well earlier. I mean, the extreme treasury volatility, that remains the biggest story in financial markets as well, aside from the current conflict that we're seeing. But it looks like that even fresh swings in the world's most important asset couldn't hold stocks back. And if we take a closer look, last week on the anniversary of its bear market bottom, the S&P 500, that remained up more more than 20% from that low, and the Nasdaq 100 higher by twice that. So, Kokong, what does this highlight? I mean, does this highlight a risk for the stock market? Should investors be concerned? 
I think for the most part of this year, there are certain pockets of strength in the world's stock markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they're the best dressed, right? The most, uh, uh, the best story out there. Yeah. I think US being one of them, Japan also. Um, I think recently India also like a strong contender. Mm. So in the case of the US, like uh, in a way, uh, you can argue that it's been priced at almost perfection. Mm. It's been holding up there. I think going forward, especially maybe just in the very near term, since we we can't really see like much further out, uh, not given mm. the conflict. But definitely in the very much near term, uh, I'll probably see like a weakening in the U.S. stocks mm. before they get better, mm-hmm. uh, largely due to what's happening right uh, in Israel and in Gaza. Uh, at, at this point, I want to like highlight one interesting tidbit about the U.S. stocks actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, before before the conflict erupted, the uh, the U.S. stocks seems to follow a very nicely a nice script, right? Uh, yeah. September normally seasonally the worst month for U.S. stocks. And then mm-hmm. that's what we that's what we saw in September, mm-hmm. and going into October, traditionally after a bet like you know uh, 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 September, mm-hmm. you see you see a, a decent rally going all the way until Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So this these are some of the seasonality in in the U.S. stocks. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, prior to when before the the conflict erupted, everyone I think most most of the most of the ESG guys we speak to has probably had this view. Mm. It seems to be the consensus view that uh, you know markets will slowly creep up every decent year for at least the U.S. stocks going to the end of the year. Mm. Uh, I think we may have to revisit that uh, uh, you know given this this new development. Mm, okay, okay. Well, you know, Kao Kong, you know, U.S. Treasuries, they're supposed to be, you know, the steady part of a portfolio. But it seems like the swings in bond prices are expected to keep exceeding those for equities by the most in at least 18 years. I mean, people are trading bonds like stocks. But if this continues, what will happen? What dangers does this pose? I think the large banks, they aren't really complaining, like the volatility, <laughs> you know, like this, the bond markets. I, I think I think they have a decent year so far this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so I think I think uh, not everyone is complaining. But, mm-hmm. uh, but by some measures, I think U.S. treasuries have fallen by about half, right? mm. about like 47 percent or something uh, since its peak uh, during the on, on, onset of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's comparable to most uh, like drop in, in, in those worst bear market, the S&P, for example, mm-hmm. uh, in the depth of the financial crisis. So it has really fallen a lot, mm. right? Volatilities are expected to continue because there's so many forces affecting it. Mm. First, you have unrest in the in, in Middle East. Mm-hmm. Next, uh, you know, the, the, the Fed might be near its peak. Right. And, uh, of course, so so many factors. And, um, and of course, uh, I like when we were thinking when the Fed will stop hiking rates, how long will they keep rates mm-hmm. at these levels now, given this new development? Then, of course, I think there's a, there's, there's a longer-term picture to it. The overall uh, indebtedness of the uh, U.S. Treasury, mm-hmm. how can the U.S. government service these debts in the long run? Mm-hmm. There have been questions raised, uh, I think, this year, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so all these questions, right? right? I mean, especially the whole indebtedness of the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Treasury might come down somewhere down the road. Uh, but right now, I think uh, the main driving narrative mm-hmm. uh, regarding yields uh, will be the conflict in the Mideast. And if we are able to uh, uh, get a speedy resolution, you know, then, then maybe the markets will move on to, to some other. Back to like how long the Fed will be able to keep it or is this the peak? The Fed is not going to do it. So, so these are the few uh, 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 opposing forces that are affecting 
ways, mm. and uh, and I guess uh, we just have to live with 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 this volatility. Yeah, in mm. the so then, how should investors mitigate these risks? Should they stay away from bonds? Uh, I think to put it simply, when all else fails, I guess diversification is always a good strategy. Mm-hmm. So listen to your financial planner. You know, uh, try to try to be as diversified as you can. Mm. I, I know that it is not possible for, for a lot of people, but. Uh, you know, if you're investing in bonds, you know, whether you want to all rush to the short-term bills, mm. which is now offering more than 5% to three months, or you want to go for a longer term, would you even go lower? Would you even go to, like, you know, over 5% for the 10 years? Mm-hmm. Uh, just to maintain a diversified portfolio, uh, include, of course, uh, you know, a little bit of risk on in, in, in stocks, right? Mm-hmm. So in general, I guess, uh, if you're investing for the longer term, uh, let's not be too focused to try to catch all the lows in the longer term. Mm-hmm. Just maintain, do the homework, uh, do the diversification. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess uh, uh, don't, don't completely stay away from the bonds uh, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just do just do what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep on the track, it should be all right there. Okay, okay. Before we let you go here, of course, all eyes will be continuously on the developments regarding the Israel and Hamas conflict. But what else should investors be looking out for this week? You have ongoing uh, earnings, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Netflix will, will announce its results. Tesla, I believe, uh, I think it's on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, TSMC, right, uh, the chip uh, will be on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're all releasing earnings this week. And of course, you have the U.S. banks. Uh, right. Some of the U.S. banks are still releasing earnings. In the U.S., you still have macro data such as retail sales. Mm. Uh, I think that's coming up tomorrow. So, you know, people work, how, how will the U.S. Uh, economy, like, fare? Right. Uh, will all the COVID checks, uh, the post-COVID checks, uh, after they have been used up, like, you know, what, how will the, the, will, will, will the economy stay strong? Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, you have a Powell speech on Thursday. Mm. Uh, I will share some light on interest rates. So I expect a little bit more well moves. And of course, in China, uh, today they just have their rate decision unchanged. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pump a bit of money, but uh, we have a 3, uh, 3Q GDP. Right. I think somewhere expected this year. I don't have the dates on my head right now. I think it's maybe Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Kok Kung, for your time and your insights today. No problem. Yeah, thanks a lot for your time too. Yeah. Thank you. Have a great week. Thank you. Yeah. We've been speaking with Wong Kok Kung, who is the head of equity sales trading at Maybank Securities. I'm Hong Bin Jung, and this has been Money and the Market. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.